You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with my colleagues, Margie and Sarah, from the Your Story Travel Company. We hope that you're all safe, happy, and healthy. Our prayers are, are with Stephanie and her family this week as they are recovering from COVID. This is episode 570, and you are listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Today, we will be sharing with you all of the latest Disney rumors and news to try and help your week be more magical. If you're looking to reschedule or book a trip, one of our agents would be glad to help. Visit yourstorytravel.com for your free quote. And if you're thinking about going to Disney in the future, a small refundable deposit will hold your trip. So contact us today. So again, I decided to start with the craziness of Disney because it seems like every week a new story comes out out of Disney that's crazy. Um, this time it happened at Hollywood Studios and according to the Orlando Sit- Sentinel, there was an elderly man attacked at the park by members of a large, mostly maskless family after getting into an argument with them over their faulty use of their masks. The family was attempting to take shelter by the restrooms near Rock and Roller Coaster per the Orange County Sheriff's office to uh, report. So one man punched the senior adult in the head before a woman from the family joined in. I can't even believe this. Keep going. I just... I know. It's awful. The elderly guest eventually fell on the ground due to the attack, and while he was not seriously injured, that family left the park before the sheriff's office could arrest anyone. Of course they did. Oh my gosh. So this incident actually took place on September 17th, just two days after the infamous Remember Hopper incident. I didn't even hear about this and I couldn't find anything else about it. So apparently the remember Hopper one was this man tried to incite a rebellion against face masks by misquoting lines from the Disney Pixar film, A Bug's Life. Other face mask related incidents and arrests have taken place at Epcot where a man hit a security guard in the head and threatened to kill him after he was repeatedly reminded to follow the new face mask rules in which we reported on that a few weeks back. Come on, people. I'm asking you nicely. If you are not willing to follow the mask rules, please don't use it or ruin the magic for everybody else. I know. Nobody loves the masks, but we know that the masks are keeping us safe. How anyone could be at Disney World, and I know that travel is frustrating and everyone is different, but how anyone could be at Disney World and be that upset is beyond me. Yeah, they're just taking, like, the magic out of Disney. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Don't go if you don't want to wear your mask. Yeah. Some A little bit of sad news, but a time to celebrate as well. Joe Rohde, the legendary Imagineer who brought to life Disney's Animal Kingdom, Pandora, the world of Avatar, Alani in Hawaii, and so much more, has announced his retirement from Disney after 40 years in the industry. His last day with the company will be January 4th, 2021. Joe has committed 40 years to bringing dynamic, inventive, and diverse projects to Disney parks. While he is widely renowned for his unmatched expertise across numerous creative disciplines, he's also an expert in every facet of leading and managing our projects, from setting the vision to feasibility, design and execution. 
His unyielding commitment to excellence across all aspects of projects and his demand for authenticity and including diverse indigenous cultures in design and production are hallmarks of his projects and what differentiate them from all others. So someone's going to have some big shoes to fill. I was really sad when I read that earlier this week that he was retiring. I don't know if you guys saw on Disney Plus, but I can't remember the name of it, but it was like where they're making stuff. And he was on there. I know what you're talking and about. He was on there and I just loved him so much on there. And that's, I mean, I was kind of introduced to him on there, but you know, and then after that, you just watch all these other documentaries and stuff on Disney Plus. And I feel like the world has gotten to know him a little bit more these last couple months. And then to see that he's retiring is just kind of sad. He was such an integral or is such an integral part of the Disney Imagineering process that this is a big deal. Yeah. Hopefully there's someone coming behind him that will be able to, like I said, fill his shoes and bring everything that he brought to the creative process. Hopefully people shadowed him along the way and that, yeah, they'll be able to do that for sure. And if you're wondering, here are just a few, and this is a long list, but it's yes. just a few of the projects that he was a part of during his time at Disney. Mexico and World Showcase at Epcot, Disneyland's New Fantasyland 1983, Captain EO, The Adventurers Club on Pleasure Island, Festival Disney at Disneyland Paris, Disney's Animal Kingdom, like Animal Kingdom. Yes, <laughs> Just... yeah. I know. Small, was, small undertaking. Yeah. Um, Expedition Everest, Legend of the Forbidden Mountain, Alani, again, Alani, <laughs> Villages Nature at Disneyland Paris, Pandora, who we can all thank him for this, the world of Avatar at Disney's Animal Kingdom, and Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout at Disney California Adventure. And I would like to personally thank him for that one as well, because turning that Tower of Terror into Mission Breakout was one of the best decisions that Disney could do, I think. I know there were a lot of Tower of Terror people that were upset, but Mission Breakout is one of my favorite rides. It's amazing. That's awesome. So this is what Joe Rohde had to say. I'm sure by now, many of you have come across the news that I am retiring from Walt Disney Imagineering. It has been 40 years since I stepped foot in the door at age 25, not knowing anything about theme parks, Disney, or what it meant to work for a big company. Every day of my life since then has been a learning experience. I'm very glad to have had that opportunity and proud of the work that has been done, not just by me, but by all my fellow Imagineers, and especially those who worked by my side over the decade. But 40 years is a long time, and this strange, quiet time seems like a great opportunity to slip away without too much disruption. If I wait, I will once again be in the middle of another huge project, and by that by the time that is done, I would be truly old. <laughs> I'm not that old yet, and there are things I want to do that cannot be done here. We encourage a culture of storytellers, not just amongst ourselves, but among our guests and our fans. And because of this, there is a strong temptation to take this moment and turn it into a story. But what story? I think it's a coming of age story. I started at Disney as a child and I learned almost all my life lessons there, developed my confidence, 
recognized my skills and weaknesses and went on to work with both and do what could be done. I could stay forever, but that is like remaining in another kind of womb. I want to see what a grown man might be able to do on his own. This site here is not really for Disney. It's for us. I imagine that there are many of you who I will be sad that I will no longer be a daily part of the Disney company. And there will be some of you who will drift away and no longer follow my ruminations because they feel they aren't relevant. But I will still be here and I will still be thinking about things and doing things and talking about things because that's kind of what I do. I mentioned in my departure note, and I will mention here again, the tremendous debt that I owe to our guests and our fans who have been so generous. Working as an Imagineer has made me a good designer, but it is all of you who have made me a better person. What a great guy. Seriously. <laughs> that was so nice. I'm just glad that Sarah read that because I would be crying through all of that. Like I just go Good job, and... Sarah. <laughs> it's just You can always give me the mushy stuff because I have a slightly cold heart. <laughs> My father has told me before I'm about as sentimental as a brick. <laughs> That's how we are with Kaylee. Because I cry at everything and Kaylee like nothing straight. I am curious to know what took him to Disney at age 25 because he said that he went there not knowing anything about theme parks, Disney, or what it meant to work for a big company. So what brought him to Disney? Maybe he had a friend there. Yeah, because most people go to Disney because they know Disney and they want to be a cast member or they want to be Imagineers or, you know, like they want that job. And so it's just very interesting that he went there not knowing about any of that. And he's there 40 years later and he's made such an impact on Disney. So I just think that's amazing. Yeah, it is for real. He starred in student dramatic productions and he received a bachelor's degree in fine arts, but then it doesn't really say anything else. It's interesting because I would have thought he had to have some kind of engineering background with all the things he had his finger in. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I'm going with either there was a girl or a friend that worked there and he thought, well, I'll do this for a while and see how it works out. Well, you can also think of this. Disney World is celebrating 50 years, 2021, correct? Right. He was there for 40 of those years. Crazy, right? So it was only 10 years old. So, I mean, it wasn't the Disney World that we know today. Right. Obviously. And so, you know, you think that he probably didn't know too much about it because it wasn't that old. He's been there for 40 of the 50 <laughs> years. Oh my gosh. That would be so hard to leave. Like that's such a hard thing. I mean, that's a lifetime. That's yeah. That's my lifetime. I mean, he's been at Disney as long as I've been alive. <laughs> so. Longer than I've been alive. <laughs> I've been alive longer than he's been at Disney. If it makes everybody feel better. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna switch gears now. So the minivans are back, but not in the way that we'd expect. And we actually saw these when we were there in October in a parking lot. And I can't remember which one it was. I wanna say it was Epcot's parking lot. But after a mass layoff and rumors of the service being discontinued indefinitely, a member of the Secret Disney Group, which is a Facebook group, spotted two retired minivans for sale at a local Chevy dealership. How crazy is that? These Suburbans were introduced in 2018, mainly as transportation to and from Port Canaveral 
for the Disney Cruise Line. But according to the poster, the cars are going for $45,000. Minivans launched in 2017 as an alternative means of Disney-owned transportation around Walt Disney World Resort. It was in partnership with the rideshare service Lyft. Amid the COVID-19 pandemic, they were unable to continue operating and were rumored to be retired back in July before the theme parks even reopened. But it was finally confirmed in October and we reported to you that the minivan service had ended permanently. Minivan cast members were laid off and the fleet was returned to Chevy. These two minivans for sale further confirm the service will not be returning. I personally would love to own one of those vehicles. I have a Suburban now, but I would be fine to have a mini Suburban. That would be amazing. I never got to ride in them. I, I, We wanted to, and then the one time we called, they were all booked up, and so. We were able think- to use it in January when we were staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge, and we had res- dinner reservations at Wilderness Lodge for Artist Point and, you know, Snow White. And so we decided to make a night of it um, because we flew, we didn't have a car and it's hard to get places, especially from resort to resort. Right. And um, so, and my daughter, my youngest was all dressed up like Snow White. She's, that's her favorite princess. So we decided to make it a special night and we ordered the minivan through the Lyft app and it was perfect. And it, it just really completed the night. Now to get home, we didn't do that. And we, took a bus to Animal Kingdom and then a bus from Animal Kingdom to Animal Kingdom Lodge. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it was special and I don't think we would use it every day, but... Are they all decked out on the inside as well or is it just like a normal car on the inside? No, it's normal. I think the specialness comes from the driver. That was where, Mm. I mean, he wanted to talk to us. He wanted to know where we were going, why we were going there. And you could ask him questions, anything you wanted to know. And I think that's where that Disney-ness came inside of the vehicle. Well, I didn't realize that they were considered cast members, the minivan drivers. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's a whole nother level. I drove for Lyft. I was a Lyft driver for six months before the pandemic hit. And when I found out that minivans were Lyft, I was like, man, I would love to drive a minivan for Lyft. Like that would be so fun. That's the kind of Lyft job that I want. (laughs) That's hilarious. Well, an outage currently affecting my Disney experience is impacting the guest experience at Walt Disney World theme parks with inaccurate wait times and more. On Tuesday, November 25th, when you open the app, a notice pops up indicating that wait times may be inaccurate, stating that some of the attraction wait times may be inaccurate at this time. Guests utilizing the disability access service to obtain return times are being given paper passes until the system is back up. A prime example of the issues affecting the app are at the Tower of Terror. While the standby entrance sign lists a wait time of just 40 minutes, on the app it states the wait is currently 95 minutes or over double that time. While guests were able to place a mobile order for Woody's lunchbox in the morning without any issues, guests attempting to secure bookings for um, Carthay Circle Lounge, which opened advanced dining reservations just this afternoon, are stuck in a continuous virtual queue 
over on the Disneyland Resort website, hinting at a possible system-wide issue. We'll keep you updated on the status of the My Disney Experience app as further details arise. And I'm pretty sure by Saturday they had that all fixed based on what I saw. But how crazy. Although That would be really frustrating. <laughs> I would be okay if it said 40 minutes or it was only a 40 minute wait and I waited. It said 95 when I got in the line. I'd be okay with that. But yeah. if it was reversed, that would not be good. Well, does any, I do this all the time. I don't know why, but I always check to see what time I get in the line. And then when I get to that ride, I'm like, oh, guys, it said it was 40 minutes, but we really only waited 30. We just did a score. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. I'm right there with you. I mean, I don't like it the other way around, but Correct. yeah. Well, on Thanksgiving evening, Disney announced that they would have to lay off another 4,000 employees. Happy Thanksgiving, um, which means since September, Disney has laid off 32,000 cast members. That's so sad. The initial layoffs were solely domestic, but this time Disney has been vague as to which cast members are being affected. The 4,000 new layoffs will begin in March 2021, and a spokesperson for Disney said this. Due to the current climate, including COVID-19 impacts, and changing environment in which we are operating, the company has generated efficiencies in its staffing, including limiting hiring to critical business roles, furloughs, and reductions in force. As part of the, these actions, the environment of approximately 32,000 employees, primarily at parks, experiences, and products, will terminate in the first half of fiscal 2021. If you would like to help the cast members that have been let go, you can go to a Facebook page that has been created to help cast members and their families, Cast Member Pantry, and it will help you find a place to donate to help the thousands of families in need. And I don't know if you guys realize this, I just found this out yesterday. So did you know that Disney picking up your luggage at the airport now is a thing of the past? Oh, it is? Yeah, you don't know. Now you have to pick your luggage up and take it to the bus with you. They don't have the person that, because it was a third party person. So uh. they took it from the planes and put it on a thing and then took it to, to the different resorts. And then somebody would deliver to your room and they cut that all out. So the person that delivered to your room is gone. And the job that put the luggage from the plane to a van or whatever that took it to your resort. Yeah, I just saw that. Well, that made night. me feel so fancy. I know. And not, now I won't be fancy anymore. <laughs> we never felt fancy because we always drove. So. Um. <laughs> well, we our problem was, and Nick's like, you should get there earlier because we only took advantage of that maybe twice or three times because every other time we'd been there, our flight would get delayed and we would get there at like 11 o'clock at night. So we had to get our own luggage and haul oh. it. <laughs> Yeah, so we really don't know any different, but still. Our first family trip, it was kind of a pain because it was during spring break time and it took a very long time to get our luggage. So we were stuck wearing our clothes that we had on the plane and it wasn't appropriate Florida wear. Let's just nice. say that we were dressed a little warm for the weather. Um, because our luggage didn't come for many hours. Right. But then mm. on our most recent trip, though, 
it was January and everything was so fast. And I think it was just that time of year. Right. But in the first situation, I probably would have rather have had, you know, my luggage with me. So pros and cons. So 2020 has been a lot of ups and downs, but this is definitely something cute. So a hospital in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania helps celebrate the 25th anniversary of Toy Story by giving crocheted Toy Story outfits to newborn babies at their hospital. They gave Woody, Jesse, and Buzz Lightyear outfits. The hospital posted the pic of the babies on their Facebook page with the comment, Hope that their dreams take them to infinity and beyond. We know you can't see the picture, but we'll post them on our Facebook page so you can enjoy them too. And they are so stinking cute. I I put them on here so you guys can see them right away. Aren't they adorable? They're so stinking cute. But don't you know, I mean, there's so many um, people out there that crochet and just let, we have a lady at our school. She's actually out on leave right now because her husband had bypass surgery, but um, she can look at the stuff and just create it. Mm-hmm. She um, recently created a raffle for um, our school because we couldn't, like we normally do, we couldn't collect things from uh, parents or whatever because you didn't know if germs or whatever. So people could donate money into a fund. And then she donated making blankets for, I know you guys don't know the St. Louis Blues or the Cardinals, but they were adorable blankets. And then she made little um, people that were in the costumes or whatever are the whatever you call them jerseys they were adorable and a lot of people tried to do that but she can look at that stuff she made a yoda hat and i can't remember who it was for it may have been for teddy actually i'll have to ask stephanie but she's just amazing like she just looks at something and she can figure it out in her head and do it and so i think it's fun that these people did these for these kids yeah these are super cute my sister's a really good crochet crocheter crochet artist yeah, she needs to make you a yoda hat <laughs> She is so stinking cute with the things that she makes. She made Benjamin a BB-8 hat when he was first born. Aww, and then he know. made, then she made the rest of us all these Star Wars characters too to match Benjamin. That's adorable. So, so. on Wednesday, November the 25th, day before Thanksgiving, Disney World guests were surprised with fireworks. Woo-hoo! Yep, you heard that correctly, fireworks. So two weeks ago, we had reported that fireworks had been seen after hours at the Magic Kingdom. And we kind of speculated if they would be back in time for, you know, before 2021 or what was going to go on. And Stephanie made a joke that maybe the fireworks were going to expire. So Disney was just (laughs) practicing with them or whatever, um, which was really funny, actually. Um, Well, maybe these fireworks were to prepare for what they did. So they're doing on the projections, which are not timed, just like the cavalcades, cavalcades, Mm -hmm. however you say that. Um, they're just randomly on you'll hear special music which turns it and then the projections come on and there'll be little bursts of fireworks but the people that were there and the people that i saw on youtube were pretty doggone excited about it so i would say it's exciting it's back um but and i like that it's not announced just like it's not with cavalcades they said that if a crowd becomes too large, I saw this on a um, YouTube video, if it becomes too large, then they may have to make it more random than it already is or disperse the people better than they were before. But so far, they hadn't had any issues. But I want to thank Disney personally. I don't know if they listen, but we are excited that the magic is back. We love our fireworks. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. 
The Epcot fountain has been added to the My Disney Experience app. It is partially obstructed, but you can see a little of it. My Disney Experience and Walt Disney World's online map have updated to include Epcot's new fountain. The fountain's blue site pylons are sure to become an icon of the park. It is the last construction project remaining on Epcot's new entrance area, with the surrounding gardens complete. The project is set to open before the end of 2020. Hooray! <laughs> Something exciting for us to look forward to and celebrate. If you are a Disney Resort hotel guest staying during the Christmas holiday or have purchased theme park tickets to use during that period, we have good news for you. Disney Park Pass availability has been fully restored for resort guests and ticket holders on Christmas Day and New Year's Eve. It's going to be a madhouse. Mm -hmm. So are they upping the percentage? <laughs> That's what I understood. On those days? Yep. That's just a COVID, another COVID situation all over again. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be the regular 100,000 This is true. that they're used to on those days. <laughs> because the other countries are still not coming, so. Yeah, but <laughs> who's still going to be busy, but will most likely still be magical. Yes. Um, now that the rivers of America have been drained, the refurbishments have begun. Construction vehicles and workers were spotted at the Liberty Square Riverboat track near Tom Sawyer Island's Harper's Mill. More signs of refurbishment beginning with further down the track, closer to Splash Mountain. The workers seem focused on the Harper's Mill area of the river for now. And with Tom Sawyer Island and Liberty Square Riverboat closed, through February 2021, we're likely to see more refurbishment over the next three months. I should have posted a picture of that sign because it says something about we're purdying up the area or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about Disney. Like they do construction, but they either hide it for one or they make it exciting like that sign or, you know, right. like they just make it a part of your experience. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. I love pardon my pixie dust or our pixie yeah. dust, whatever it says. That's my favorite. So this past Saturday, Disney Plus paid a special tribute to Chadwick Boseman when Black Panther streamed. Bob Iger wanted to make sure that Disney did this to this actor who was near and dear to everyone's hearts. When Chadwick passed away in August, Marvel fans weren't even sure if the Black Panther series would continue. But recently, Disney reported that filming for Black Panther 2 will begin in July of 2021. But they didn't release who they're going to use. That made me, that like piqued my interest. Like, I want to know. I want to, I hope that it's his sister. The they're scientist. Gonna make, they're going to make his sister the Black Panther? I saw, I people speculated. Oh, okay. And I thought, oh, that would be a really good idea. So we'll see. Um, but did anybody see this tribute to no. Chadwick Boseman? Because I was a little frustrated and maybe other <laughs> listeners are out there frustrated too. And maybe they can help me find the tribute because I was very intrigued by this. And Bob Iger put out on Twitter later th tonight, you can watch a tribute while you're watching Black Panther on Disney+. Plus. He didn't do a specific time. Right. 
He didn't do anything. I was checking, guys, I was checking my phone from 10 o'clock till three o'clock in the morning. Oh my gosh. Waiting for this tribute to happen. Like I would fall asleep and then I would wake up. I'm like, oh, maybe it's happening now. And there was nothing. And people oh, no. on people on Twitter were like, uh, could you be more specific? We're like, we didn't know if that was like later tonight, Florida time, later tonight, California time. Right. We didn't know if the tribute was coming during the movie, before the movie, after the movie. So, I thought it was weird that they didn't give a time. Yeah. So if anybody has seen this, and I have forgotten about it until just now, and I haven't even like Googled it or anything, but I was just very curious. They have the ABC tribute on there. And if you okay. haven't watched that, it's very good. It came out like a week after he passed away, um, but that's on Disney+. Plus. But anyways, I don't know if there's any other listeners out there that couldn't find the tribute. <laughs> Sorry, but I couldn't find it. Sleep. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> so the crowds really grew this past weekend with the beginning of the Festival of the Holidays starting on the Friday after Thanksgiving. So that's at Epcot, if you don't remember that part. It had new food, new experiences, and new merchandise for this annual festival. There were a lot of people around Spaceship Earth more than... Um, they had been seeing there, at least that's what was put in this article that I was reading. The queue extended outside despite the posted 20 minute wait. So Italy was another hot spot this weekend. Um, there were crowds sitting as well as standing throughout the pavilion. Um, they think it's because of that food that they had, the Tuscany kitchen, the Tuscany holiday kitchen, because it went, the line went all the way back to the bridge. Then at the Japanese pavilion, the line for the garden house reached out to the Tory Gate, which is that thing that mm-hmm. you can take pictures in front of by the, um, what is the name of that lake? The World Showcase Lake? I don't think that's the name of it, but you guys know what I'm talking about. I do know yeah. what you're talking about, but I can't think of the name either. It's not Horseshoe Lake. I don't know. I can't think of it. They know what we're talking about. Listeners do. And then the walkway near Morocco was noticeably busy um, on Saturday as well compared to the weekends in the past. The crowds were easily visible from across the lake. So people that were to cross the lake could see the crowds of people where it used to be more scattered with the lower crowds lately. And people couldn't notice a lot of people and they could for this situation. And we actually sat in Morocco for probably a good 40 minutes because there was a sky rider and we were anxious to see what he was writing while we were there. And um, there was like nobody in Morocco. So the pictures that I saw of this weekend are a little disturbing. Well, and that's interesting that even Epcot is busy because Epcot's usually the one that's not. Right. And so to see crowds gathering at Epcot. It's all that new food. (laughs) That's why we go to Epcot. Um, Pooh was spotted this weekend wearing his holiday best. He was sporting a Santa hat while carrying jingle bells and a large present. And is this at Epcot? Was yes. he at Epcot? Okay. Because Joy, and Joy was also spotted at Epcot. She was wandering in the grass. She had on a string of garland and lights as a boa so we could see her holiday spirits. She was and super cute. And I would cute. think that anybody who had holiday spirit, it would be Joy. Yes. Would have, Absolutely. <laughs> would have the most holiday spirit. On Sunday, Disney Springs bus service hours were extended. Disney Springs will be open until as late as 11 p.m. Some days through the winter holidays, which means buses will run from 10 a.m. until midnight. 
Uh, Disney extended the Festival of the Holidays until December 31st, 2020. Originally, it was announced that the festival would end on December 30th, which we thought was really odd, which it is. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's weird. Um, so I'm glad that they extended that one more day. And over in California, Orange County was given a 10 p.m. curfew. And Los Angeles has been issued a stay-at-home order, oh, poor California, beginning this past Monday, November 30th through Sunday, December 20th. So our hearts go out to all of those in California. Mm. I don't think I could go back to a stay-at-home order. Like, we would. Our life hasn't really changed very much. I was going to say, since, neither is ours. I mean, I go to work. But, yes. It would just be really hard. This week, a drone spotted Walt's personal plane surrounded by a fence. The Grumman G-159 Gulfstream 1, which Disney used to travel back and forth between Burbank and Orlando when the company was acquiring land for what would become Walt Disney World, had been relocated to the backstage area of Animal Kingdom and surrounded by barricades since the closure of the studio backlot tour at Disney's Hollywood studio, where it was on display. The plane has been covered in a protective silver wrap. While backstage, the plane, affectionately dubbed the Mouse, had been repainted back to its original color scheme, complete with a large orange stripe. This plane was retired in 1992. We're excited that the plane has got, gotten some love and care, and we hope that this means that we are going to see it during the 50th anniversary. That'd oh, be yeah. pretty cool. Bring it back. That would be really fun. And now for food, glorious food. food. You know this is one of our favorite parts of the podcast. Tamu Tamu Refreshments at Animal Kingdom across the bridge from Discovery Island will now have breakfast offerings. Here are the items being added to the menu. Guava and cream cheese danish, sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, African coffee, chocolate twist, honey pistachio croissant. Mm. Colossal Mickey cinnamon roll and a variety of beverages. It all sounds delicious, and I'm very hungry again after well, eating dinner. <laughs> I think it's interesting because I guess I didn't realize because we're always there in the holidays, but they add breakfast every year. And I guess we never reported on this before because that's <laughs> what they were saying that they have to open more breakfast places during the holidays to compensate the crowds. That would make sense. Over at Roaring Fork at Disney's Wilderness Lodge, they have spiced mousse cookies. Mm. The spiced mousse sugar cookie is packaged in a sealed plastic bag. A gold cardboard insert helps to prevent breakages. The cookie is covered with sugar and edible glitter. Pictures do not do this adorably delicious cookie justice. And I thought that was really interesting, but only Disney would think to put a cardboard piece of cardboard in there so that one it makes it look fancier because it's a gold cord cardboard mm. and it doesn't break because kids don't want a cookie that's broken it's true. Yeah, it's true and really neither do adults but <laughs> even though you break <laughs> it when you eat it so carthay circle and california adventure on buena vista street is now taking advanced dining reservations i think we mentioned that a little bit earlier Reservations are available via the Disneyland Resort website. So I guess the walk-up wasn't working for them. I didn't get any more details on that, but I remember we, when they first opened up Buena Vista Street, they were just doing walk-up to those restaurants. So that's interesting that they already changed it 
So something must have went awry. Um, McDonald's has temporarily stopped selling Happy Meals featuring the Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which right now Margie is shaking her head because she was trying to collect them all. (laughs) In a statement from McDonald's, a spokesperson said there is an issue with the QR codes that are packaged with the Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway toys. If the codes are scanned outside of our app versus the McDonald's app as directed, they may lead users to an error message or in rare cases, an unattended search result. Ooh, that means it could be a nasty site right? I think so. I never tried it. (laughs) The memo states that new toys without game pieces will be arriving in McDonald's locations as early as today, which I wrote this this weekend. I apologize. And until the new card free toys arrive, restaurants are being told to use generic Happy Meal boxes and generic toys, which they're still cute, but we want our Mickey and Minnie back. I've gotten one, two, three, four, and five. There are 10 but we were able to collect five in the short amount of time that they were out. I think they were out for like not even a week and we were like able to get five of them. But I did just get a text from Betsy and she said that they're back. Oh, good. So check your McDonald's because they may be back. Um, And always ask before ordering your Happy Meal, always ask what the toy is and you can also say like a number. They're all numbered one through 10. This I have learned this <laughs> in the last little bit, okay? Those are just some tips and tricks if you're wanting to get all 10 of them. <laughs> I'm not trying to collect them for my children either. I'm trying to collect them for, for me. me. That's right. So if you're strolling down Buena Vista Street, you can now purchase peppermint cotton candy for the holiday season. The cotton candy is fashioned like a Santa hat. It was pretty cute. Uh-huh. I gotta say. Oh, that is cute. So breakfast returns to the Friar's Nook in the Magic Kingdom. The menu is small, but it sounds tasty. They have a breakfast sandwich, and I could eat this for breakfast every day because I love it so much. But that is a bacon, egg, and cheddar on a croissant, sausage and gravy tater tots, and cinnamon sugar donuts. Also, just in time for Thanksgiving, Hollywood Studios' ABC Commissary has pumpkin cheesecake. It is pumpkin cheesecake with ginger snap crumble and whipped topping. That does all sound really good. (laughs) There's also a new dessert debuting at the Backlot Express at Hollywood Studios. It is the milk chocolate chai Christmas tree mousse. You go, girl. Milk chocolate chai Christmas tree mousse. (laughs) Say that fast five times. Can you guys do it? No. No. (laughs) The mousse sits on top of almond financier cake stacked on top of a soft, chewy mini brownie. The base is a butter cookie dyed red. Green icing covers the mound of mousse to make it look like a tree with chocolate cover, colored pearls that look like ornaments and a white glittery edible star on top. It seems really complicated for this little yeah. dessert. It does. <laughs> sounds amazing. It sounds very similar to something that they just made on the Great British Baking Show. Maybe so. <laughs> Maybe they got their ideas from there. Over at Emirates Patisserie, the red velvet Yule log cake has arrived. The red velvet cake is filled with spiced cream cheese, icing, and chocolate chips. It is rolled up and with chocolate frosting and icing poinsettia and a white chocolate reindeer. 
That looks. That sounds very beautiful. Yes. Very nice. The 2021 merchandise is arriving at Disney. We are excited about that because it means that 2021 is right <laughs> around the corner. Yay! <laughs> One of the 2021 ornaments is a royal blue Mickey head with Walt Disney World on the largest orb with Disney icons and fireworks. One ear has 20 and the other ear has 21. Another ornament is Mickey figuring stacking blocks with a different number showing 2021. On the side of the stacked blocks, it shows Minnie, and on the back of the blocks, it shows the castle. These ornaments were spotted at Mickey's of Hollywood at Hollywood Studios. But as we all know, they'll probably end up everywhere, but that was where they were first spotted. So most of us have been lounging around the house for most of 2020. Disney has come out with some amazing Disney wear for us to lounge in style. The Disneyland Resort loungewear has shirts and pants. There are four different colors for the sweat tops, red, cream, gray, and navy blue. And they have a Mickey Mouse and the Disneyland logo. The upper part of the sleeves have white stripes accenting them. And the pants are gray and have Disneyland down the leg. I thought it was interesting. They just have one kind of pants, but I guess gray goes with all of those other things. But they were pretty cute. That is interesting. Disneyland also has Disney flannel button-down shirts for the upcoming cooler temperatures. True to her style, Minnie appears in a pattern of black, white, gray, and pink. Pockets are located on both sides of the front. On the back, we see Minnie enjoying an ice cream cone, of course. Pluto has his knit hat ready to go on the front of his shirt which features a yellow, black, and white pattern inspired by the popular pooch. While it's a little faint on the bright yellow pattern, Pluto perches above the logo for Main Street USA. You can't have a lineup like this without Mickey Mouse, of course. Mickey wears a hat and scarf on top of one, po one of the pockets on this green and black buffalo plaid shirt. And on the back, Mickey strikes, strikes the same pose. Goofy looks entranced by a steaming hot beverage on his red and black plaid shirt clad in overalls. Goofy stands triumphant with a hot kettle below the world, the word Frontierland. It's a warm way to kick up your pioneer spirit. We found all four of these shirts at World of Disney and the downtown Disney district in Anaheim. It's a cozy way to stay warm this winter. I always think it's funny that they get the warm stuff out in Disneyland because I don't think of that as a place that needs warm wear. Warm? Yeah. <laughs> they have mountains in California. No, I know they do. I just don't think of it that way. No. <laughs> I don't either. Um, but those all sound really cute. And But it is sad that Donald and Daisy don't have one. It's okay. Write a petition. Okay. <laughs> It's 2020. I demand Donald and Mickey. I'm just kidding. Champagne Mickey ears are popping into Disney World for December just in time to ring in the new year. The metallic gold ears are perfect for any holiday, but especially for New Year's Eve. Juliana Huff wore them in the November 30th Disney sing-along. That's awesome. Mini Paris ears have arrived in the France Pavilion at Epcot's World Showcase. The ears have black sequin ears with a baby pink bow with black French words on it and a silver Eiffel Tower in the center. 
That sounds way too cute. It makes me want to say ooh la la. Yeah. <laughs> I just love ears. I just love mini ears. They're just, all of them are so cute. Three new lines of Dooney and Burke bags came out at the Disneyland Resort. First up, the silver and gold holiday pattern has Mickey and Minnie ice skating, a snowman with Mickey ears, and Sleeping Beauty's castle in silver and gold accents. There is a tote, a small backpack, a crossbody bag, and a wallet. The next line of Doonies are named the Raining Cats and Dogs. On the Raining Dogs, all of the Disney dogs are on both sides, and on the bottom it says, I love my Disney dog. The Raining Cats has all of the Disney cats on both sides. On the bottom of this bag, it says, I love my Disney cat. The third new line is Tangled Rapunzel and has three bags. This is being released to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the movie. Holy cow, it's been 10 years. That's what I said. From Rapunzel? For Tangled? Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. We're going to recover from that. (laughs) Now continue. The front of the tote has Rapunzel and a lantern, and on the back is Rapunzel's hair and her friend Pascal. On the bottom, it says Disney Tangled with Pascal and a pink flower. There are two more Tangled bags, and these bags have a purplish-blue background with Pascal and the sun symbol on a handbag and a crossbody bag. They were super cute. Super cute. They were super cute. I love Tangled. Well, Margie and Sarah, thank you so much for helping uh, do the magical news. And once again, we missed you, Stephanie. We hope you're listening and you're feeling better very soon. If you are interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, all you have to do is email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to book a trip or you just want a free quote, you can contact us at yourstorytravel.com. You can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com, our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, and our Twitter page, Mousecapades Pod. Be sure to listen to Friday's show as Brad, Vicki, Kaylee, and Joey share their favorite Walt Disney World quick service restaurants. If you're interested in receiving the Your Story Travel monthly newsletter, which is filled with resort reviews, packing tips, shopping tips, history, and more, Contact us at info at yourstorytravel.com or message us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com and Gina will make sure you get a copy at the beginning of each month. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades Podcast. Well, ladies, I think it is about that time. Disney love. Adventures out there. May all your dreams come true. Have a magical day, my friends! They're shining deep down inside of you. Because that, my friends, is where the magic lives. Wishes,
they can't do these days. 